So what if I told you that a client that I've actually been working with over six years has tripled her income the past three months with permanent jewelry? Well, that's the exact story we're going to share with you guys today. Uh, we have Sabrina here. She is out of Clearwater, Florida. Say hi, Sabrina. Hey, hey. So yeah, I mean, you're like my favorite success story ever because, you know, I, I knew you back when you lived in California. We worked together. You were a permanent makeup artist. You still are. Um, mm -hmm. And then you moved to Florida, like whole new area, didn't know anybody. You know, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. It's been a crazy ride. Yeah, I started working with you when I was 19 years old, 25 now. And it's kind of scary, like having an established business in one place and then moving to a whole new place. And I had only been in Clearwater for about a year when I started the permanent jewelry. Um, and since starting that, not only has it brought me so much more income, so many more clients, but it's also carried over into my brow business just because mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, I can convince someone to get their brows done while they're getting jewelry. So <laughs> yeah. it's just a win-win all the way around. So if I understood correctly, like when you, um, when you first moved to Clearwater, like that first year, you were kind of, it was tough to get clients, right? It was slow. It was a weird economy. Um, people like to go to someone that they can get a referral from, right? Or like, mm -hmm. oh, I know like this person that like is my sister's best friend's ex, whatever. Like they went to this person, had a great experience, but I was so new. So I was only hiding behind the fact that like I had great reviews, which I mean, mm -hmm. it's not a hide. Like that's a good thing. But again, I didn't have any real connections with people here. Um, so it definitely was slow. It's probably the slowest year I've ever had, which was scary because we had just bought our new house. Yeah. It was a new place. So I wanted to be successful. And honestly, it was a scary time. It was a scary right. time for sure. Yeah. And I, I remember a couple of those conversations where you were, I could tell you were a little bit stressed out and stuff. And so when I was like, hey, look, I've got this new thing. It's called permanent jewelry. Like, I think you would be great at it. Um, you were like yeah. one of the first people. I remember because you told me you're like, oh, I'm going to save up my money. And then like three hours later, I saw you signed up. And I was like, all right, good. Good for her. Um, <laughs> I'm easily influenced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think it's paid off for you, hasn't it? Dude, um, I think I was paid off within the first like two, maybe three events, which were so easy to book. I thought that was going to be way more difficult. But like my hair salon, like it was just stupid easy to get events. And then instantly that was paid off and everything since has just mm -hmm. been profit aside from paying for the jewelry. So, yeah. So I remember you, uh, I think you messaged me a couple of weeks ago. It was around Christmas time. You're like, Jake, I made $6,000 this week. It was my most you know, successful week ever. And so that just made me really happy. It was crazy. And like, I remember my most successful month in California, I made 10 grand in the month. And I remember crying. Like, <laughs> I think I was like 22 or something like that. And I remember crying and I was like, I am doing so well. And then to almost like make that much in just a week was like beyond, absolutely <laughs> beyond anything I could have ever imagined and solely because of the jewelry. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the dynamic between, um, you know, permanent makeup and permanent jewelry. Do you, do you feel like you would have been as successful without permanent makeup or do you think it doesn't really matter? It's actually just helped your permanent makeup business. People are more inclined to come in for jewelry. It's a little less scary than brows. Yeah. Um, a little less stressful than brows. It's a little bit less of an investment, obviously. It's really helped my original business grow so much more. Um, there's only so much you can talk about when it comes to jewelry. Like, 
you end up talking about other things and like people Mm -hmm. be like oh well how did you get into this and I'm like well I'm actually a permanent makeup artist and it just kind of snowballs from there and people always end up booking brow appointments so I go from making what like maybe two hundred dollars on just one person for jewelry to well over a thousand on one person because they want to come back to get their brows done when they're getting their brows they're like actually I want to add a stack I was eyeing that other chain and I'm like hell yeah girl let's do it (laughs) so it's been a wild ride yeah I feel like permanent jewelry is almost like a gateway drug to like more beauty services (laughs) absolutely absolutely um it just it doesn't stop either like one of like my wildest clients I've had in permanent jewelry she came in spent a thousand dollars on jewelry like what (laughs) that was insane to me and then I had told her about brows and she booked an appointment as soon as she got home and I was shocked and then she texted me yesterday saying hey can you mark enough like more time for my appointment because I want to add more jewelry I'm like (laughs) okay baller let's do it so like you're gonna come into those types of people and it's just gonna make it so worth it like I mean, what she paid for, like nearly half the kit in 30 minutes that she was here. And and that's the thing, like when you were only a permanent makeup artist, you were missing out on clients like that just because not because they didn't have the money, not because they're a bad potential client or a bad lead. It's just because they didn't know that much about brows. But, you know, developing that rapport and trust with you, like through something like permanent jewelry, you know, gave them that gateway to, you know, buy all your services. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm a very easy person to get along with too so like when they're in here getting their jewelry done like we do end up becoming like somewhat of friends so it really like even though they might not have been a brow referral like from someone else who got brows done they trust me they've seen me they see my space they're like wait no you're like rad like let's do this um so as long as you can build rapport with people and like not be awkward it's so easy to transition people from jewelry to brows or from brows to jewelry yeah, because for a lot of people, it's about the risk. Like if I don't really know who you are and I come in and like you screw up my brows then they're stuck on there, they're permanent. You know, not that permanent jewelry is not yeah. permanent, but realistically, if you don't like it, you can just take it off. Yeah. You know, it's like a tattoo. Anyway, so let's yeah. talk about, um, you know, do you make more money off events or like, you know, clients coming in the door? I definitely make more in one sitting at an event. Um, it was never really my intention to do as many events as I have been doing. But who can give up that type of income? Like, that's where I'm making, like, upwards. My last event, I made three grand, almost four, um, in a four-hour sitting. So I I can't (laughs) say no. Um, I'm never going to say no to that. So, yes, I've been working more outside of my salon. But, again, it's worth it to me to sit there for four hours outside, like, at an art festival and make great income and then possibly get more brow clients in the door. So not making as much in the salon, but it's give and take. So for those permanent jewelry artists that are watching this right now, do you have any tips for them on like how to find an event? Start with where you get your hair done. Like talk to people. If you get Botox, hit up your Botox girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been hit up by so many people that do Botox that they want to do a Botox and permanent jewelry party. Um, I go to a really large hair salon. Um, and just walk in places and talk to people. Like people aren't as scary as you think they are. I feel like after 2020, everyone thought that people were going to like bite their heads off. Um, and nobody likes to talk to people anymore. So Mm -hmm. just talk to people. 
um, you and I created a really, really great script that has worked for me ever since. I was like messaging people coming off so scammy and you called me out on my like nonsense <laughs> and you were like, who would answer you, Sabrina? Like who actually <laughs> would, would you answer you? And I like sat there and I read it out loud and I'm like, Ooh, that is weird. Um, so the script that you and I created together has helped so much. Um, and I've gotten connected with like some really large hair salons in my area that want to bring me back every month. So I'm kind of like creating these like really unique relationships with people, but it's just all about communication. Just reach out to people. Don't stop reaching out. If they don't answer right away, follow up. If they don't answer the follow up, show up, like be annoying until either you get a no and you can move on or you get the yes. And I feel like, you know, when me and you were coming up with that script, I remember because I was like at the gym and I was like sitting there sending you voice messages and stuff and helping you come up with that. But, you know, I, I think that's one of the advantages of being in the linked community is like, you know, you have access to like a marketer like me and you have access Heck to yeah. Sarah and like our team. Um, you know, a lot of people, they're like, well, why would I pay for training? I just would need to know the settings of the machine. Well, I mean, what would you tell those people? I don't know. I'm very type A. I need to know everything all the time, like, and all at once. Like I need very detailed instructions. I don't really want to get instructions from random A and random B, because what if random A was giving you some like wonky information? Like, sure. Yeah. You're going to figure that out. But like, why waste the time? I don't know. Like some of this stuff is expensive. Like I don't want to waste my product. I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to make a fool of myself in front of people. So I'd rather have people at my fingertips that are like really wanting to help and I don't know, I feel like I hit you up like fairly frequently <laughs> for like <laughs> silly questions. And you're always there for me. And even like when I'm my sassy self, because let's be real, like I'm not always this nice. You're still like really just a friend. And like, we're never like going to be mad at each other for any period of time. Like if I'm sassy and I'm frustrated and I take it on you, you get me to calm the heck down real quick. And then we talk it through and then literally everything's fine. And I've learned, I just feel like it's so worth it to go with someone that's reputable and that's actually going to be there and help you and not just take your money, give you some crappy training and then say, bye, good luck. Yeah. And I look at it as like more than training. I look at it as like a community. Like I I know our Facebook group is super helpful. um, And we're coming out with a lot of stuff to like help you guys out as students. Absolutely. It's been incredible. I that little search bar on the Facebook group page is my best friend. All right. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, what was your biggest struggle when you started out? I thought going into it because I had been a permanent brow artist for so long that like tiny little details like were easy to me, right? Because we're so used to doing these teeny tiny little like hair strokes and stuff in the skin. The dexterity of it is quite complex that you, I mean, anybody can do if they put their mind to it, but it's slowing yourself down. I feel like at an event, like my first event, I had a line like literally out the door at my first event. I didn't do any marketing for this event because I was nervous. I wanted it to be slow. And once you get into your head, you're like, crap, there's a line. I need to hurry up. You start to forget the basics. Like I wasn't closing my jump ring all the way. I wasn't sharpening my tungsten. So it's just reminding yourself, okay, do your steps, like step by step, stop worrying so much about the line. They're going to wait. And if they don't wait, they're going to find you again. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. You've got 10 more people behind them. You'll be fine. But it's just being in that high pressure, like, or I guess you could say like high stress environment coming mm-hmm. out of where I'm doing a one-on-one with someone when I do brows, 
it was just way different. So I know my first event, I like I had sweaty palms. I was like a little shaky and I had never had shaky hands while doing brows because it is that one-on-one, it is really calm. So going from the two different like business models was Mm -hmm. a little scary for me at first. But after that first client, I didn't have any blowouts because I like reminded myself, I'm like, girl, you need to slow down, close your jump ring all the way, make sure your tungsten is sharp, like make sure that the settings are correct on your machine and then do it. Like stop worrying about the line, which is a good problem to have, but (laughs) it's kind of stressful when you're blowing a lot of jump rings because you can't slow down. Yeah. I mean, did you practice a lot before that first event? I wish I had. (laughs) I should (laughs) have. I mean, I'm like, I'm the type I just want to throw myself into it. And like, because I was so new to this area, I really didn't have a lot of friends or like family to practice on. Like I practice on my husband, but no, I kind of just signed up for an event at my hair salon and I was like, let's do it. Like how hard could it be? Um, (laughs) So I like to throw myself to the wolves and see how I adapt more than anything, but not the recommended route. Um, (laughs) But if I can do it, you can do it. And if I got it on the first client and luckily I knew that first client and just kept telling her, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I am like freaking out. It is what it is. People don't care as long as you get the jewelry on them. Right. (laughs) For sure. Uh, I know I was like at Christmas break, my mother-in-law was in town and I, she pulled out her machine and she was like sitting there practicing for like two days straight. And she gave me like, you know, a ring and necklace and some more bracelets. But um, yeah. I was just, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I mean, I, di- I didn't realize how much practice it could take, you know, but it's, yeah. you know, if people are proud of what they do and then perfect their craft. And I know you've had a lot of practice since then with different clients and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's so interesting, like, how different I was from my first event to now. Like, I always have an assistant with me at my events, whether it be my husband or my best friend, Um, and specifically my best friend who's been there since, like, my very first event to now. She's like, you're so streamlined. Like, you never blow a link. Like, I haven't blown a link probably since my second event. You just keep getting better. Don't get, like, overly frustrated with yourself. Like, I wasn't perfect at doing eyebrows when I first started. You're not going to be perfect at doing jewelry when you first start. Practice, get more comfortable with your tools. Like you're going to streamline what you need to do at the event or at your appointment. And it just, it can't get worse. It's only going to get better. And I I think that's good for people to hear because I've seen a lot of, not a lot, but I've seen some people that like, you know, they pick up the machine and the first time they try it, they're like, oh, I blew a link. Like something's wrong with the machine or I don't know. Like, And then they just get frustrated way too quick, but it takes practice. Yeah. I mean, starting something new isn't for everyone. People get comfortable in what they do and they don't want to grow. And that's fine. If that's you, that's you. But that's not me. And I feel like that's not the majority. Um, Definitely. When I first picked up the machine, I was humbled instantly. Um, And if you're not, you should be because (laughs) you're going to mess up. We're human. Like, it's not a big deal. Nobody knows when I mess up on someone nobody knows like you just say oh give me one more second I'm gonna try a different link I I would rather it be a little bit more sturdy for you or I say actually I don't think I like the way that weld looks I'd rather it look a little bit better for you people like "Ah, (laughs) like you're so kind like play it off people aren't gonna know I love that. That reminds me of like when I was a pilot in the Air Force, we would like no matter how bad we screwed up, you know, as long as you sound cool on the radio and it's cool over the intercom, nobody's going to know. Heck yeah. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Like, just adapt and overcome. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm going to I'm going to take that clip and share it with our students because like 
I love how like, even if you mess up, you know, you just move on and just play it off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all a learning experience. Like, if you look at some of my welds from like recently from when I first started, like, it's an insane difference. And I've only been doing it for what, two months. There's a lot of growth that can happen in a very short amount of time. Um, Don't be too hard on yourself. It's something completely new. And if you're like, an artsy fartsy person like myself, like, sure, you're going to want it to be absolutely perfect right off the get go. But you weren't perfect at art when you first started either. Um, as far as marketing goes, what kind of stuff have you found, you know, gets you into events or just gets more clients? So I actually just had a reel go viral last night. Um, nice. I'm a big fan of reels. I hate making them. I know that it's like awkward sometimes, but mm. The reel in particular that I posted was actually a client of mine who came in with her best friend. She documented the whole thing, posted it on TikTok. Her TikTok went viral and I was like, I'm reposting. So I saved it, shared it as a reel on Instagram because she hadn't shared it on Instagram. Yeah, I think I shared that two weeks ago and it was a dud, which happens. And then it went viral last night. So it took two weeks for it to go viral, but it happens overnight. Um, so post reels, even if you feel stupid, even if it's like the same video a hundred times, keep reposting until you get seen. Um, I've never stopped my Facebook and Instagram ads with you in the past, what, six years. Um, Mm. so the majority of my clients do come from social media. That, that's interesting that, you, you know, it took two weeks for it to go viral because I know a lot of us think that like, okay, if I don't get a lot of likes and stuff the first few hours, then it's a dud. Mm-mm, absolutely not. You never know when things are going to start trending again. You're never going to know if like someone picks it up and like they rewatch it four times. The mm-hmm. algorithm's like, push it. Yeah. <laughs> see it No matter what. Um, the algorithm's a tricky little thing. So don't be discouraged. And my biggest mindset shift with social media I don't remember who said it or where I heard it, but it was several years ago. It said, even if your post only gets 15, 20 likes, imagine 15 or 20 people in the room that you're currently in clapping for you. Yeah, that's good. That's going to feel huge. Imagine if 15 of those people turned into clients. That's a lot of money. So it doesn't matter. Like, just do it. Just post it. Like, if they're judging you, they're not for you. Doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah, honestly, I think that was one of the best things ever said on my podcast. I love that. (laughs) I I love that it was me. (laughs) Crap, I forgot my next question because that was such a good quote. Uh (laughs) Right? It's so good. I live by that because like I'm a big comparison person. Um, I try not to follow anybody else that does like brows or jewelry or whatever, like anything that I aspire to be like, I love that for them. And I'm not a hater, but I have deep comparison issues that like, those are my own problems and I'm not pushing on anybody, but for my own mental sanity, I try not to digest a lot of those people's content. But until I had that mindset shift, I was a very negative person. I was a hater and like, you're not going to attract anything with negative energy. You're going to push it away. So that mindset shift was huge. And from there I started posting like the silliest reels, like you've seen on um, like my brow account, like they get so silly and I look back and I cringe and I'm like, who is that? That's so funny. Like, or so awkward or like, why would I, why would I say that? But I can't tell you how many compliments I get on those reels from mm-hmm. like fellow colleagues, from my clients are like, I actually booked you because you're so real. Like, and I'm like, that is not how I act, but okay. 
Um, it just, it reminds people that you're a human and like, I feel like in this industry, you can get treated like a robot a lot. Like, well, why can't you be there for me on this day at this time? Like, that's the only time I have. And I'm like, sorry, I'm human. Like, I also have things to do. So having those reels out there, showing your face more, um, kind of giving people like insight as to who you are behind the art or behind the jewelry, it changes the whole game. Yeah, well, I guess the algorithm thinks I like your content because it always pops up first on my highlights or the, uh, the stories and stuff. So, <laughs> that makes it's, me so it's, it's entertaining for sure. Um, Good, I'm glad. So if you, yeah, if you struggle, if you're watching this or listening to this and you struggle with content, you know, and kind of getting yourself out there, you definitely need to go watch Sabrina's stuff. Um, where can they find you on Instagram? Um, so I have two accounts that you can look at. My jewelry account is Sheer, S-H-E-A-R, like the scissors, jewelry. Um, and then if you're interested more in my brow account, it's sheer again, like the scissors, S-H-E-A-R, brow, babe. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check out her stuff because um, she's very entertaining. She's got great ideas and um, it's a great way to really, you know, like you said, show show your human side of things. And like, and that's the one thing I struggle with. Like, I always try to think like, okay, how can I make the perfect reel? But if like everybody tells me, I just need to like throw in more humor, just be myself and stuff like that and not try to always be yeah. like, the perfect exactly and don't overthink it like i can't tell you how many like reels or tiktoks are just in my drafts because i looked at them for too long and i'm like oh i can't post it but then you end up posting it and it ends up going viral because you look like an idiot like people eat that stuff up and it's so silly but i love it like i love that realness is like trending like yeah i feel like for so long it was the perfect filter the perfect edit like the perfect dance and now it's like there's so many dang like viral dances that you can like do and even if you mess up you just laugh it off and you keep posting your words on the screen and that's yep. all people are paying attention to anyway yep exactly so yeah and that's it's it's cool that you bring that up because i've, I've heard that uh from multiple people that they're starting to favor you know more realness and so like being yourself you know messing up mm-hmm. you know not being over edited over filtered and so you know if you're watching this in 2023, definitely try to tweak your content where it doesn't always look, you know, 100% perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like even going back to the jewelry side of things, like kind of pulling it out of marketing, that same mindset applies. There's always going to be other people in your area doing the same thing as you, but they're not you. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and they're like, I just love your personality or like my the one salon, like huge salon in Dunedin that I work with, she came up to me and she's like, I want you back monthly because I love you. Like, I love who you are as a person. I love your business. Like you're so like personable with people. You bring people to me like for hair, be real. Don't be so nervous. Like if people don't like you, it's okay. Like you're not going to be for everyone, but you're going to be great for those people that like do vibe with you. And those are going to be your forever clients. Haters don't pay the bills is my favorite saying. Heck no, they don't, but they keep you relevant. Awesome. So um, last question, like, let's say that I'm a potential, you know, I don't want to say potential student. Let's say I'm on the fence about like, should I learn permanent jewelry? Should I go with linked permanent jewelry training? You know, what would you tell that person on the fence? This is a tough one, Jake. Really (laughs) tough. It's really making me, it's making me go deep. (laughs) Of course they should. What the heck? Um, There's no other community like it. Like I'm on so many forums for permanent jewelry. 
the only one I pay attention to because it's not negative and it's actually beneficial and they've never given out false information or like not helpful information has been linked. I'm not with the negativity. I'm not with the like putting other people down type thing. And you're never going to find that on linked. You're going to find full on support, 24 seven support. I mean, heck you're in Alaska and I don't think you've ever left me on red for more than like 20 minutes. It's insane. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) But you and Sarah and her whole team, they're unlike any other. It's not a one like little person that's just like, hey, I want to like do this training. But they're really just trying to make a buck off of you. Like you guys care. It's very visible. And I wouldn't be here without you. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, not to get sidetracked, but I was super shocked at how quickly some of those forums went toxic. Um, it happens. It- I mean, look at some of these brow forums. People love to hate like. They yeah. love to put other people down because it thinks they raise it raises them up somehow. It's not real. You're always going to have like other people doing the same thing as you. But remember what I said, they're not you. Yep, exactly. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know that we had a lot of great, you know, helpful advice for those people watching and listening. Um, and like we said, go follow Sabrina at Sheer. Here, I'll let you say it so I don't mess it up. Sheer Brow Babes or Sheer Jewelry. If you follow one, you'll get connected with the other. Yeah. But Sheer Brow Babes or Sheer Jewelry. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining and best of luck to you in 2023. Thank you so much, Jake. Same to you guys. All right. Bye. Bye.